0: Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today's guest host is an expert on memory. Our guest host was on the show before, and you can hear more about her credentials on episode 146. But we're not interviewing today, we're doing a four part discussion on memory. In the first of four, we discussed how the aging brain affects how you think. The second of four in the series brought you Is Your Memory Normal? And I think we talked a lot about my memory in that episode. (laughs) Um, In the third of four today... We're talking about Alzheimer's disease. And finally, next week, the 4th of 4, we're going to talk about how to improve your memory. But before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. If you need to sign up for Medicare, go and get your free guide. It's absolutely free. You don't even have to give us your email address. Best of all, it's by me, Kathy, your guest host, and I can help you with your Medicare as well. Just go to medicarequick.com forward slash checklist, (laughs) medicarequick.com forward slash checklist, and go get your free guide. Remember, you don't even have to put in your email address, and it does give you step-by-step. You check off the steps as you do them. Okay, so enough about that. Thank you so much, Janet, for coming back on the show.
1: Oh, Kathy, it's so nice to be with you and your viewers and your listeners. I'm really happy to join you. Thank you for
0: having me. Did I even say your name in your introduction? What is your name? Janet Rich Pittman. Sorry.
1: That's quite all right. (laughs) Janet Rich Pittman. And my website is the same as my name. So JanetRichPittman.com.
0: Oh, what a faux pas. I am (laughs) just a terrible uh, guest co-host with you today. But you came up with this really good article it was on WebMD, and let's see who wrote it. Does it say on the back? Sorry, listener, you can hear my myself uh, shuffling. This is it is not. It was reviewed by Neil Lava. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing Neil's last name right. Who is a doctor? So, the medical reference was reviewed, but I'm not really sure who wrote the article. But we'll we'll post a link to it. So. You're more of an expert on this topic than I am. I just know people with Alzheimer's. So, what did you think about what they said about how to understand it?
1: Well, first of all, Kathy, we were talking about the author. I, I did. I did check the sources, so the sources are, you know, legitimate, and 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 the article is, I think, is very well written. I, I did enjoy the article, and I think the listeners will enjoy it too. There are a few things I left out. And we could maybe go over it, and I could give you some examples. It, it just kind of it's it's very gives you a list, and so we can go over the list. But yeah, I can also give you some examples. Let's
0: too. go over it. So I'll start with what it said, and you can give me some examples if you, if any come to mind. So we're going to talk about first mild Alzheimer's and what the stages are, how long they last. The article does say two to four years normally, but as you know, because you've been, you've dealt with this in the past, every Alzheimer's is different. There's no two Alzheimer's that are exactly the same. That's correct. And Kathy, you know what? Before we even jump the gun into Alzheimer's, even
1: though this is an Alzheimer's article, Let's just make sure we're all talking apples and oranges here because people confuse dementia and Alzheimer's. And so let's just make sure we all are on the same page. Dementia is when a vast amount of brain cells die in a certain section of your brain and causes your brain to misfunction and your head brain to misfunction. And so there are a number of types of dementias. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. The majority of the dementias in our world, in our universe, are is Alzheimer's. I think it represents eighty-seven percent, according to the Alzheimer's Association. Okay. Now, other other dementias that people are familiar with are vascular dementia. That's when you have a stroke, and and some of your side is, is inoperable or your speech is inoperable. That's a vascular dementia, right? Because the stroke has the blood is is exploded in your brain, and it's killed a vast amount of brain brain cells in that certain section of your brain, causing your brain to misfunction your body to misfunction so that's vascular dementia Lou body's disease is one Parkinson's disease is one a lot of people know about Parkinson's Pick's disease Khrushchev Jacob's disease Huntington's disease multiple sclerosis is a dementia hmm. um, yeah and Lou Gehrig's disease people remember the challenge with the ice water we had a couple of years ago that's that's a dementia. Um, Another disease that's a dementia that people like kind of roll their eyes, and that's AIDS, HIV, AIDS. That mm. is also a dementia. Wow. So, again, Alzheimer's is a disease. And it is a, a type of dementia. It's in the dementia category. And again, it's the majority of the dementias out there. And that's so, why
0: people use the term Alzheimer's and dementia sort of interchangeably. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes, so we're not getting exactly. a degree in dementia here. So, But we'll just talk about the stages, just things that our listeners can can use. So typically the mild part lasts a few years. You know, you're not going to have normally mild dementia for 20 years, but you could have dementia for 20 years. Um, so what are some of the symptoms? Well, they immediately start off with, with mild dementia, mild
1: Alzheimer's, and that's called MCI, mild cognitive impairment. And, and there really are three stages of dementia or Alzheimer's, the beginning, the middle, and the end, and or, or the final, if you will. And so they immediately jump in to the mild. mild. Yeah, of yeah. course we'll talk the, about the mild first. And, oh, then. and and that's really that's really the beginning stages. And that's when you it's not just losing your car keys, it's putting your car keys in the freezer, right? Right, right? When you're putting up your when you're putting up all your meat from the grocery and you're freezing some of the the quick sale items and you leave your keys in the freezer and then you cannot find them. That's not keeping up with things. And so so when you really feel like you're losing it when you can understand your state oh my gosh I, I I forgot that doctor's appointment I know I had that doctor's appointment why the heck didn't I check my to-do list I know I had it so those are the kind of where you really know you're forgetting and I right. like I always like I always say Kathy my little my little smile, if you will when you forget and you know you've forgotten you still got it exactly but when but when you forget and you don't know you've forgotten that's when you're about to lose it. Exactly. That's when you're losing it.
0: But let's go through what the article wrote uh, step by step. So the first one that they said was one that I wouldn't even have thought about. And that's having less energy. You know, less energy and drive. I didn't even realize that that was a symptom of dementia.
1: Dementia, Alzheimer's is di- officially diagnosed when you have two or more cognitive impairments in your brain. And what are cognitive impairments? Well, those are... Your ability to focus and pay attention, reasoning and judgment, senses, your visual perception. You know, can you, when you see a a picture, can you, can you tell about that? Can your words describe that picture?
0: Well, how does that have to do with energy? Well, hang tight. Impulses and emotions,
1: communication, language, the memory and recall, these are all cognitive factors if you will mm-hmm. the the main cognitive factor that that people need to look for the very first one that goes is brain endurance which is energy, your brain, energy, right? right. So that's the very first thing that really happens. And then the second thing that happens that the list does not talk about that, that people really don't know about, I'd like to share with your listeners, please. And after after brain endurance, the second second cognitive skill that you lose that you then that's when you really know that Alzheimer's could be brewing and percolating. And that is your gait,
0: your your walk, Hmm. your
1: walk, can you take the street like a New York fashion runway or are you shuffling your feet? Are you very slow with your steps? Are they short steps? Are you really being aware and, and scared of walking so yeah, to the street? Yeah, you do
0: see people shuffling. Right. You know, that have that have dementia. They they right. do shuffle. What are some of the other ones that the... Uh, I want to be able to get through the entire program and we only have 20 minutes today. So I want to make sure that we get through everything pardon me if we, if I keep interrupting you.
1: No, 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 you're right. We need to push on through. I just want to help your listeners and give them more of a um, tangible, something they can sink their teeth into. It talks about Well, actually they talked about a lot of the endurance, the dementia, cognitive skills, the language problems, loss of recent memories, mild coordination problems, such as writing or, or using familiar objects. And that would be familiar objects would be using a
0: potato peeler, you
1: know, a vegetable peeler. How do I use this? Right. Exactly. What is this? What is that kind of thing?
0: What about depression? Like, did you like, who knew that depression goes along with it? I, I'm thinking that it probably in the mild stage probably has to do with the fact that, you know, it's happening. I mean, who's not going to be depressed if you know you're, you're kind of losing it. Right.
1: That's right. And right. And depression is absolutely a precursor and you've got to beat that depression, beat that depression. So it, that that's the mild. So we could we, you want to move things along? So let's push on
0: into the moderate. Okay. Let's let's go ahead. You know, before we move though, I just wanted to say that the trouble with driving starts in the mild. You know, losing your way home or whatever that starts in the mild cognition. You know, the mild uh, mild section.
1: And and that is also because your proprioception is is fading in the mild section. And proprioception is that ability to make an instant snap decision and you know you need your proprioception when when a car pulls out in front of you and you've got to certainly slam on brakes or when they move over to the left side you've got to scoot over to the left side make sure car's not over there and you don't hit a car
0: but that That slows down even without dementia right that's the beginning stage but i mean but everybody starts to lose their ability to do things quickly regardless of whether or not they go into dementia i mean snap the the quickness i think that's a youthful thing and then over time, we all take longer to make decisions are, um, what's it called? What, what is it when the doctor hits your knee and your knee goes up? I forget what that's called. See, I'm, I'm going into dementia because I can't remember what that's called. No, you don't know what it's called because you
1: don't use it all the time. And it's not in your, <laughs> it's not in your, your mental file cabinet. and you, don't, you have to go look for it. And so it's hard to look for it. Um, you're right. We do, we do lose our quickness, but we don't have to. And we can keep and continue and level head, level head, that's pun intended, so to speak. <laughs> we can have a level head of our quickness and our, it's called proprioception and the ability to make those snap decisions. We can continue to be on our best behavior and that is why we have to fight aging and fight dementia. Right. Okay, good. And and these are just some of the substances that we're looking for, right? Some of the symptoms that we're looking for.
0: Right. Um. Now we're going to go into moderate. Okay. So moderate, um, according to the... The article says that it starts to get worse and it can last two to 10 years. Wow. That is a long time to be living with moderate dementia. What are some of the symptoms that it talks about? Rambling speech,
1: trouble coming up with the right words, using the wrong words, hard time planning and solving problems. A lady I counseled, she was a CPA and she was in one of my speeches and she's like, so I'm having trouble. I'm a former CTPM retired. I'm having trouble balancing my checkbook. Oh and no! Is this really? A, is this really a problem? I was like, Oh yes, ma'am. Let, you know, let us let, talk. Eventually, I ended up counseling with her one on one, and we got her on the right medicines. We got her through her doctor, of course, but I helped give you know her life coach, so to speak, give her direction and focus, and we got her on a on a great plan. And so, these are just some things to look for, right? This these are these are just tidbits that you want to think about gosh that might be me i need to maybe do something about it just to make you aware so um because
0: they do have medicines that can slow it down right
1: um no they're they put you on a plateau it doesn't make you better it just but slows down the increase of decline yes it will it will for for six to eight, nine months, maybe, maybe a year. I know my father was on a medicine and his lasted for 18 and then we had to do something else. And so we just realized we, I put him on a more of a, a holistic protocol system and he's not on that medicine anymore and he's doing just fine. So it just depends on your personality, your body chemistry. When I say personality, I mean your, your body chemistry, your right. body personality, and and your dna and all the situations that that you are 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 facing in right. regard to losing your memory and losing losing your cognizance um sleeping is something that they also talk about here that this is a symptom that That it's really a hard having a hard time when you have moderate Alzheimer's and sleeping, wandering, moving into delusions. And that's because you're not sleeping, right? Right. You're not
0: cleansing your brain. We talked about that in one of the last episodes.
1: That's right. So you've got to make sure that regardless, you've got to make sure you get your sleep. So that, that's a, a, and when you start sundowning and when you start wanting to take a nap at two in the afternoon and not waking up till six or seven at night, you've got to nip that in the bud. Set an alarm or something. Make sure you're not right. Exactly. If you're going to take a nap, just 30 minutes, 30 minutes max.
0: Okay, but wait a minute. So now I'm confused because on one hand we're supposed to get our sleep and if we can't get it at night, why would it be a bad thing to get it during the day in the form of a nap?
1: Because you're gonna be up at night and you're not gonna be able to sleep.
0: Right. But if you're getting your sleep during the day, does it, it mes- matter?
1: Yes, it does matter because you're messing up your circadian rhythm. And your circadian rhythm is the, mem- the the rhythm that your body has. We're all in a system, we're all in a cycle, right? So you we sleep from say ten to six o'clock in the morning, and then we get up and we have our energy and then we and then we our hormones, our hunger hormones get activated, and then our our Regular hormones get activated, and our digestion hormones get activated, and our energy hormones need to kick in about two in the afternoon to keep us going. And so we're all in a system, and a cyclical, a cyclical system. And so when we mess that up with our sleep, and we're getting our sleep in the uh, in the not in the afternoon and not at night, again it messes up our system. That's why you see a lot of twenty four seven workers who are young. I mean, it's very difficult. It's very rare to see gentlemen women in their 60s and 70s working those jobs right exactly those hours right because they just it's just too hard to do it okay it it really messes up your brain
0: so set a limit on your naps and try to do all of your naps you know on your eight hour sleeping time (laughs)
1: <laughs> right now and you can have a nap in the afternoon just make sure it's not four and five hour nap you know make sure it's just a maybe maximum of 30 to 40 minutes and yeah that and naps are telling your brain it needs to rest and needs some it needs some time and so give it absolutely you can give it to them in a nap but just make sure it doesn't correspond and mess up your evening evening your sleeping
0: sleep. time your eight right. hour sleeping time so right. so do you think that somebody should take melatonin or which is a hormone or like, how would you get yourself to sleep eight hours?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, I have a list of 19 ways to, to get to sleep and to stay sleeping. And there just, it depends on your personality and your lifestyle. Then that could even be anything from taking a bath before you go to bed to calm yourself down or, or taking a, a, doing Pilates or some sort of a yoga to rest yourself down, do the meditation to rest yourself Is this down. on your website. It, it's on, no, I don't have it on my website, but I have it on a 19 ways to, it's a little infographic I did. Okay. Well, and, maybe we and, could link to yeah, it or would love to link to it awesome. and, and to give it to the readers.
0: Okay, great. And, we'll, we'll post and so,
1: a so melatonin and sleeping medicines on the very absolute, very last level to go on. So you really try to, work around your lifestyle to get yourself to sleep you know make sure it's dark to that also triggers your circadian circadian rhythm to work so a lot of little things that you can work on even foods you even not eating certain foods six hours before bed and to make sure you don't eat three or four hours before you go to sleep little tidbits like that and then they're all on that list would love to share it with your listeners and your viewers great
0: thank you so much yes Okay, so we pretty much talked about moderate, but there are a couple of things on here, like, for example, um, confusion about the time or place, not knowing how you got somewhere. Um, And here's one, getting angry or upset easily. I saw that on a plane. I think we talked about it in one of our previous episodes, Mm -hmm. a gentleman who I think had Probably dementia. Who was upset because he right. couldn't do something, and I can understand why you'd be upset because there are things that you know you can do that you can't do now, because your your brain is is uh, having problems with dementia. So now, oh, delusions. We didn't even talk about that. Thinking that the caregivers trying to hurt them. You know that can be very very difficult if you are caregiving somebody and now they think that you're out to get them. Right. And
1: that's why I think it's very important that when you are out searching for a caregiver for your parent or a loved one, that you make sure those caregivers are vetted. You vet them and you make sure they are trained in dementia care. There's so many people just willy off the street, oh, I can do anything and everything, and they have no clue as to how dementia dementia victims act and operate and think. And so When I was an administrator, we would have, of course, sitters, and those sitters, I vetted them. I made absolutely double, triple,
0: quadruple sure that they
1: knew how to care for a dementia patient. Yeah, you don't
0: get your dementia care off of Craigslist. I'm sorry,
1: that's exactly right. You
0: just, you just don't. You've got to have somebody who's trained to to do that.
1: It talks to you about confusion, about time and place. And that goes back to the sleeping aspect, right? Because mm. when you sleep four hours in the afternoon and you don't, you're getting up well, you think it's the morning. And so again, your circadian rhythm and that coordinates with the confusion. I had a gentleman um, talk about confusion. He would always wear the same clothes and it's because, he couldn't understand what dirty clothes were, number one. And number two, he couldn't understand. He couldn't smell them. Oh, he, could not s- he
0: didn't wash his
1: clothes. Right. And he wouldn't let anybody wash them. And, and that must have the- been
0: very uncomfortable
1: and he wanted to wear the same clothes over and over you see because that's what he knew in his mind right that short term vision you can see can see it he cannot process thoughts so he cannot process and know that the closet is full of clean clothes he doesn't understand that and he would keep wearing the same clothes time and time again and and that corresponds to what we're talking about this moderate middle stage your senses dilapidate you don't you're not able to smell very well and your ability to taste especially salt and sugar is weakened and so it makes you want to eat more and more and more so um just another symptom that you want to look for in moderate to severe alzheimer's is that your senses
0: if that happens you could just buy seven of the same clothes
1: that's why you need caregivers, right, who understand dementia so they can talk to you and say, look, your dad or your mom is wearing the same thing over and over again. I've tried other clothes. Can we please get four Seven or eight? of the same shirt. Yes, same
0: khaki shorts. And exactly, exactly. Oh, exactly. that's perfect. Okay. Yes. So that moves us into the severe stage and... According to the article, it typically lasts one to three years. So that's a blessing that you're not going to spend ten to twenty years in severe dementia. but they're they're talking about now you have major confusion about what's in the past and what's happening now. this is this is where perhaps your loved one might call you by uh, your mom's name. Or if you're a male, your dad, you know, like they think they're they're thinking that you are somebody from their past because they're living in their past. Right. And that that's the beginning of the end.
1: And, And it goes further into the fact where they quit talking and they. Maybe know your face, but of course they're not going to know your name or any. They have no clue as to what a doc, daughter, a definition of a daughter is, or that you're even their daughter. That you know they don't, they don't know that.
0: They and can't it control their right their bowel movements.
1: exactly, and so they're on they're on the diaper issue. They're constantly twenty four seven on the diaper issue and don't really understand. All they can do is hopefully at this time, if their body has sustained their mind, then they will be able. To, they can still walk, but many people at this stage are physically impaired as well. And so that's why caregivers are so important because you can they're needed to take you and bathe you and then get you seated and then get you into the, to the table to sit down and eat. And it even progresses to the fact that you don't know to eat. And so someone has to feed you. I
0: think a lot of us, we're afraid of that last stage. You know, like the mild dementia doesn't scare me that much because I forget things all the time today and I know I don't have dementia. But that severe stage where somebody has to you know, shower me and change my diaper and I can't talk. I, that's the well, scary part of dementia.
1: Well, and it's not just the part about you can't talk and you, you're, you've you lost control of your body and physical movements. It's the fact that you don't have control anymore.
0: Right, of anything. You can't even think, really. I mean, well, we, we don't know what they're thinking, but it's pretty obvious that they're not thinking the same way and you're not yourself anymore. You wow. know, you lose your, you lose yourself, right. and so when,
1: when it gets to the stage where you've fallen and you can't rehab, and when you can't eat, that's when your body so slowly begins to shut down. Now it's already shutting down, right? Your brain is already shutting the body down, but those are the last few stages where you have completely lost your bodily functions, and you cannot eat. You cannot retain.
0: I can tell you that in California, we have a law here that allows us to, you know, refuse food, right? So if we're mentally cognizant when we make that decision, yeah, if it gets to the point where I have to be fed or um, given intravenously. intravenous, mm-hmm. I'm refusing that. And yeah. that's, that's what I've personally done. And I don't consider that committing suicide. I consider letting nature take its course that if I, who loves food, (laughs) am not eating, it's probably time for me to say goodbye (laughs) after a certain amount of time. I mean, I'm not talking about three months when I'm in the hospital or something. I'm talking about something that's irreversible. Right.
1: And, and now at this point you have to understand, so, so that's why hopefully your readers and viewers can understand how incredibly important it is to get your living will in order. Right. And also to get not only your living will and order, but to coordinate your power of attorney. This is why, because you want your healthcare power of attorney and your financial power of attorney, and those can be one and the same as well, separate or one and the same. You want your power of attorney to understand your wants and wishes so that they can make those decisions and for you. And they'll do it. Right. And they'll you, do it because they don't
0: have to do.
1: <laughs> you cannot make those decisions at this point.
0: No, right? but I so mean that, even now. So, so let's say I pick my best friend to be my power of attorney mm-hmm. she's not gonna withdraw food okay she's I, I don't care what my no. power of attorney says she's not gonna do it okay but yet I have somebody else that knows my wishes and they're kind of a tiger they'll do they'll do it because they right. know. So you got your, just remember your power of attorney doesn't have to do what is outlined in your instructions. So make sure you pick the right person. Don't pick somebody who's meek and mild. If, you know, whichever way you want to go, if you want to be fed and um, taken care of until the very, very last, because everybody has different wishes. If you want to be taken care of and on, um, you know, whatever medical technology, make sure that you're Whoever your power of attorney is, is going to do that. On the other hand, if you're like me and you want food withheld, uh, make sure you have a strong, because that's not easy. That is not easy to do, withholding medicine and food from somebody who then has changed their mind because now their cognition has changed, right? Um, They're like, no, no, I changed my mind. Uh, Well, but I mean, what do you do? So make sure that you pick the right person, that you give instructions and you tell them exactly what your wishes are agree wholeheartedly absolutely wholeheartedly agree okay good well on that note what are we talking about next week we're talking about well, how to improve your memory <laughs> that's yes. a more fun topic yeah so and we want to make sure that
1: our listeners I've got we've got two gifts or gifts or what gifts items yeah for our listeners and viewers today the um the dementia cognition checklist the cognition checklist those eight key components when two or more of those are weakening that's when you really truly know that that dementia is percolating in your mind and then the list the 19 lists to keep you to help you get to sleep and stay sleeping
0: okay and i'll post i'll post a link in the show okay. notes, unless you know what, unless you know what the URL is right now. I, I, yeah, it's, I do know what it is, but it's like, um, you know, it's a mile long. long. Okay, yes, exactly.
1: So head, so over, to we'll <laughs> right, right. head <laughs> over to the show notes. Right.
0: This was fun again to have you as my co-host. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to next week as well.
1: Well, I certainly have enjoyed it. And I hope your listeners are, are learning a tip or two so that they
0: can age successfully. I think they are. And to the listener, thanks so much for joining us again on the Rocky Retirement Show. And we'll see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye.